All right, let's do it. Welcome to the four year anniversary episode of the Power Hour podcast. I can't believe it's been four years. I'm so excited for this episode because today we are switching it up and I'm going to sit in the guest seat. I am going to be answering the questions instead of asking them. And the host for today's episode is my husband, Mr. A. He is here in the building. How are we doing, listeners? <laughs> Have I been a nightmare? I'm a bit of a control freak. I don't think we should talk about no it. No pressure. No, I do not think we should talk about it. All right. <laughs> We're doing it. But anyway, I can't believe the level of trust in letting me be the host in this amazing show. But I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to today. You've interviewed so many incredible people on this show, and now it's my turn to introduce you and for your listeners to learn more about who you are, what you do, and how you do it. You've done so many things, and there's a lot of the listeners of this show probably don't know about. Mm. Okay, well, let's get into it, and let's keep it professional. Well, it's my turn to introduce you. So you've performed on the stage in the West End. You trained to become a fitness coach not long after becoming a mother, and then you discovered a passion for running and endurance events. You became a brand ambassador for global sports brands and completed in races all around the world. Today, you're the host of this amazing podcast, so popular, so millions and millions of downloads. You're a published author. You're the former director of innovation at Fit. You're a keynote speaker to the world's biggest companies like Microsoft and Snapchat. I think it's time to take a breath. And people might not know that you're also an advisor to Jaguar Land Rover. You host a BBC radio show. You're a wife, you're a mother, you're a sister, you're a friend to a lot of people. And I know you, and I know there is a lot more to come. <laughs> wow. And I didn't even write that intro. <laughs> yeah, when you say it like that, it really does sound like a lot. And that is a very generous description. So thank you for that. But most of what you've outlined is, of course, my professional achievements. It's it's work and I think that's always the case isn't it I do that when I introduce guests and I talk through their bio and it's so impressive to list out people's achievements but of course there's so much more to life than just our work I've definitely learned that from you and I'm sure today we're going to talk about all of it yeah I can't wait I can't wait so yeah today I think we're good. I think we're going to talk about some of the guests that you've interviewed in the last four years and what you've learned from them we're going to talk about your love for questioning learning we're going to talk about thoughtful disagreement which we love we're going to learn about some of the habits and routines that enable you to do all the things that you do. And we're going to discuss your approach to life and how it's changed. All right. Well, as I said, let's go. So I actually want to dive into the period before all of the accolades that I mentioned in your introduction. I think often the early parts of our lives shape our mindset, how we approach life. So it'd be really great for the listeners to just hear about that. What was it like before you, know, before you hit that West End stage? Yeah, okay. So you're right. Of course, our early days do shape so much of who we become, the way we see the world. And I guess I'll be honest, you know, growing up, my childhood was, I don't know, it was less than ideal. You know, it was difficult. It was challenging. My mum was on her own. She had four children. She was a single mother, low income household. You know, she worked, she worked really, really hard, but she didn't have, she didn't earn a lot of money. And yeah, I guess, you know, I went to school up north in Leeds and being an older sibling, I definitely took on a lot of responsibility at a very young age. And I think when I reflect back, when I reflect on it now, what you grow up, you think it's normal, right? Your life is normal, your experience is normal. Uh, and so when I reflect back now, I think at the time I just kind of got on with it and was like, yeah, cool, this is what we're doing. But yeah, I think I had to learn the realities of the world. You know, I had to learn about money I had to learn about responsibility even just things like you know 
being independent, thinking for myself, having to, I don't know, get myself to school. You know, my mum couldn't pick me up from school every day or take me to athletics or dance class. I used to get the bus. I used to make, you know, take my own food. I just was very independent. And I just thought that, that was normal. I think I thought that everybody did that. And it was only later on when I, when I moved to London and when, and, and or maybe when I went to friends' houses, actually, when I went, to, when I used to go to my friend, Claire Wilson, shout out to her. When I used to go, who I'm still friends with now, when I used to go to her house, I think I did used to think, oh, wow, like her life is really different to mine. But yeah, I don't want to just share this. Oh, the bigger the struggle, the bigger the strength, because it's not always the case. You know, challenges, you know, it makes you stronger. It makes you better. I think it definitely made me independent and it definitely taught me to trust myself. I think I became very competent. I always just thought if you can't do something, you can just figure it out because there's no other, (laughs) there's no other option. So yeah, I guess that's a little bit about me growing up. I think I always had a very I've always been ambitious. I think I always thought, again, if I wanted to do something that I was going to have to do it for myself. And I didn't have a chip on my shoulder about that. I just thought, okay, cool. This is what we do. So I moved to London when I was 16. Yeah, I was 16 and I moved to London and I got a mega bus from Leeds to London with a suitcase. And I literally got to my digs where I was going to be staying for the next year whilst I was going to performing arts school. And that's it really, the rest is history. I never really went back. I literally, I remember within the first few weeks I had to get two jobs. So I worked in an Italian restaurant in the evening. I used to wait tables, I used to walk there and then walk back. And then at the weekends I used to work in All Saints, the clothes shop. Is that where your love of Italian food and fashion came from? Maybe, I don't know. But yeah, so very, very quickly I figured out actually living in London is expensive and I had to pay rent and I had to buy food and I had to buy dance tights. So yeah, I had to get two jobs and I don't know, I guess from then to now, a lot has happened and a lot has changed. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting to hear that, that, I think that part of your life. So you've always, you've always had to work, you've always had to be independent, you've always had to do things off your own back. And do you think, do you think that's one of the reasons why you just dive headfirst into all the projects that you, that you start? Because I remember when you, you first told me about the podcast in the summer of 2018, it was just an idea it was just it was you know it was like a five page deck and you were talking about launching this podcast and i know that at that point in time a lot of people said you know that was going to be a lot of work and it didn't put me off it didn't put you off yeah. you know t- tell us a little bit about the that journey i think people would really like to hear about the the start of the podcast into now yeah so i guess you're right that you know i've had that mindset of if you want to do something you can figure out a way to do it and the podcast was no different so at the time i was listening to a lot of podcasts I was actually training for my first ever marathon and it's interesting to think back to 2017 because when you used to say to people then I've listened to this podcast genuinely people would say to me what's a podcast it's not like now when there's literally a million shows and everyone listens to podcasts people used to say to me what is a podcast or how do you download them is it free do you have to pay for it it was people didn't really know what it was and I was listening to a lot of shows that were personal development shows, entrepreneur shows, a lot of shows hosted by men, American men. And I was just learning so much. And I remember thinking, this is incredible. I can learn from all of these wonderful people, um, all of these amazing thinkers and authors and business entrepreneurs and for free. And I remember thinking, I would love to do this. I'd love to interview people. And at the time as well, with the work that I was doing and maybe just me being who I am, you know, I love to meet people. I love to connect people. So I was having interesting conversations with so many people and just thinking if I could record this and share it as a podcast, I think other people would enjoy it. I think other people could learn from it. And I think looping back to your first question about, you know, where does 
how you how you grow up and how that influences your approach to work and approach to life I think one of the key takeaways that's kind of just stayed with me till now and hopefully always will is almost an overwhelming gratitude for opportunities and so every time I was in an opportunity that I thought was you know amazing I never took it for granted so I always thought wow you know if I can be here doing this if I can do it not that whole if I can do it anyone can but genuinely if I can do it and if I can share these stories and ask other people how did they figure it out how did that person achieve success how did that person overcome a struggle or a challenge or a setback how come some people sink and some people swim like what's going on let me ask lots of questions to lots of wonderful people siphon all of their knowledge and ship it out every week on the show and hopefully that's what I'm still doing four years later yeah well I think all your listeners will join me in saying thank you for starting it and thank you for sharing like so much knowledge I think you you got me back into you know learning and listening to podcasts I've learned so much from all from all of your podcasts I mean I can't say I've listened to all of them but I've definitely listened to a lot of them (laughs) I'm not all of them um but I think what would be great, I know this was, I know you asked your your audience if you had any questions for the for this show. And I know a popular question was, what are your most favorite episodes over the last four years? I know you've recorded over 200 episodes. So tell us, like, who are your favorite guests? Any standout ones for you? Oh, yes. I do get asked this question a lot. And I have, for, for today, I'm going to share three because I always have so many and it changes all the time. But I'm going to share three episodes that I absolutely loved. So number one was Trevor Nelson. And that was years ago. I think that was 2018. And for Black History Month, I recorded uh, for a whole month with black professionals. And Trevor Nelson was somebody that we reached out to who, I mean, I didn't think he was going to say yes. I reach out to a lot of people. And that's something I should talk about later because people always ask me, how do you get these guests on your show? And I reach out to a lot of people. And, you know, half of them probably never reply. Some of them kindly, politely decline. Uh, And some say yes. And he said yes. And I remember feeling so nervous because it's Trevor Nelson. You know, I grew up... Everyone loves Trevor. Yes, he's an icon. (laughs) I grew up watching him on MTV, interviewing Destiny's Child. He interviewed Whitney Houston. So the fact that he was coming, to be on my show and I was interviewing him I was so nervous and he was so great basically after the episode finished he was so complimentary like off mic he was so I wish I'd kept recording <laughs> he was so lovely he kept he was saying basically he said that I was he was like you're good at this you know he was like you could tell you do your homework you're really diligent and I think you know he's a broadcaster right and I don't think he had to say that to me but I think he could tell that I'd done so much preparation so much research I feel like I stalk my guests in before they come onto the show and he really appreciated that work and I think it really gave me a confidence boost actually as a host of the show back then to go wow actually if someone like Trevor Nelson is telling me you're good at this your hard work is paying off being you know so diligent that was a real confidence boost. And I just absolutely loved so much of the knowledge, knowledge bombs that he dropped in that episode. So if you haven't, go all the way back and find that episode. Yeah, how great is it getting that kudos from Trevor Nelson, that you know, ultimate reporter and interviewer? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, he's wicked. So what's up next? Next, I, I'm going to say John McAvoy. So John McAvoy was a guest that I had on the show this year, start of this year. And it was so wonderful and amazing and long that we had to separate the episode into two parts because he has the most incredible life story it's literally a life story uh again for anyone who hasn't listened please go back and listen to that episode he was convicted 
it was a convicted criminal as a, as a young in his early twenties and got I think an armed two, robber, right? an armed robber. Yeah, he got two life sentences, and his story is one of redemption. He's changed his entire life, turned his whole life around, and is now an athlete, an endurance athlete. And he's just an amazing storyteller, you know? He's really candid, he's so honest. Some of the things he was saying, I was like, this sounds like a Hollywood film, but it's his life. So I loved that episode. I had goosebumps on my arms. I think at moments I had tears in my eyes. And I just remember again, finishing that recording, thinking I get to do this as a job. This is fab. So that episode was amazing. And a third one, you know what? I said this, I always change my mind. I've interviewed so many athletes on this show and I'm always in awe of athletes. The dedication, the just the everything, what it takes really to be the elite top of your game. So I think interviewing Dame Kelly Holmes will always be one of those kind of, I was oh, again telling the behind the scenes stuff that people don't know. Before that episode, we were having tech issues and her headphones wouldn't connect or my headphones wouldn't connect or something. And can you imagine, this is in the pandemic, can you imagine being on a Zoom with Dame Kelly Holmes <laughs> and you're thinking, okay, please just let this tech work and there's some issue and she can't hear you. And you're like, Kelly, I think you're on mute. But she wasn't on mute and it just was a disaster for about 10 minutes. And again, she was so lovely. She was so patient. When we finally got all the tech working, she was amazing and the, the show was great. So I'm going to say Dame Kelly Holmes. But if you ask me next week, I'm sure there'll be yeah. others. Yeah, I mean, I remember the, the John McAvoy episode. It is incredible. I mean, he spends a year in solitary confinement, right? And then he rows for two hours a day for five months and crosses it. Like, it's, it's an incredible, incredible story. And I think... That got you on the rowing machine, didn't it? It got me on the rowing machine. After that, you were like, I'm going to start rowing. How long did you keep that? A few weeks? A few weeks. <laughs> but does it... Does it um, does it become normal now that you're just literally speaking to these every week you say to me oh, I've got this incredible author or this incredible guest and it's 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 mad to think where from where you started to now just interviewing some of the most interesting people on the planet yeah yeah I guess it has become normal I still don't take it for granted I mean you know that because you see my face sometimes when people reply or certain people drop into my inbox and I'm like oh my gosh I'm gonna interview this person so yeah I've still got the excitement I've still got the I've still got the energy for it you know I yeah. still love it yeah, I, th I think that it also probably relates to your innate ability to ask questions because you've you've got to be a good question person, right? So, in I know in in the episode with Yale professor Zoe Chance, it's like she commented on your ability to ask questions and just how important and impactful that is. So, can you tell us why you think it's important to not be afraid to ask questions? Yes, and I'm also trying not to laugh because I feel like you have to, you have to, as my partner, living with me, you're right, I ask a lot of questions. So maybe I'm going to flip this around in a minute and become the host, but I'll answer your question first. Yes, Zoe said kindly that, I think in that episode it was, she was talking about, you know, asking questions essentially is a superpower and it's something that I've always enjoyed doing. I think I do, I know how to ask the question who to ask at the right time. And I'm not just talking about as a podcast host, just in life. So, you know, we work together. When I consult for different brands, whether it's startups, whether it's big organizations, whether it's being an advisor, I am not afraid to ask questions because for lots of reasons. Firstly, I think we get to much better outcomes if we're not afraid to ask questions and we're not afraid to say, okay, this is option A, this is option B. Now, what about option C, D, E, F, and to keep challenging and to keep going and to keep just almost like, it's not an interrogation, but it's an exploration. It's like, let's figure this out. Let's see if there's another route. Let's see if there's a better way. And I've always enjoyed doing that. 
I've never been afraid to ask questions in the sense that some people say, maybe in a group setting, maybe in a professional environment, they don't want to look stupid. You know, they don't want to risk asking a question and thinking, oh no, people are going to know I don't know what I'm doing. For me, it's the opposite of that. If someone is asking a question in the room, it's not because they don't know what they're doing. It's because they are showing that they're willing to learn. And so I'm all about that. So yeah, in a group setting, in a professional setting, ask the question, don't be afraid, show that you're willing to learn and to listen. That is the other thing, because mm, as much yeah. as I love to ask questions and I love to talk, I also love to listen and really listen. I think listening is something that is actually like a really underrated communication skill. Whenever I talk to people about communication, they think it's about presenting or talking or it's actually being able to listen because that's how you're able to connect the dots and siphon different things that people have said and loop back and say, oh, that was interesting that you used that word. It was interesting that you brought that point to this discussion. Let's go further. So I think if, pe if people could, yeah, not be afraid to ask questions, not be afraid to explore multiple options. I call it challenges and also really learn to listen then yeah, I guess yeah. I don't know what your question was now. No, it was just about your ability to I ask questions. I just said what a great listener I am. <laughs> but I, I, I remember my first ever job was a sales job and the first training on day one, they asked a question. They were, they were like, okay, you're going you're gonna to ask someone, you're going to try to sell, sell something to someone. And they said to, they said to me, how much do you think you need to talk versus listening? And obviously 99% of people say they need to talk 80% of the time. But the answer was actually no, you need to talk 20% of the time and listen 80% of the time. Mm. Because I think what I've learned from you is that questioning is about going deeper. It's about understanding and yeah, wanting wanting to know more about what you're working on, what's happening, what's happening in your life. So yeah, understanding and knowing more, exactly that. Knowing more about the other person as well. Because as Zoe said in that episode, People love being able to talk about themselves. We actually have dopamine released in our brains when we get the opportunity to talk about ourselves. So if you ask someone a question and then you really listen, that could be anybody. It could be the person who's making your coffee at the, you know, the barista. It could be the person checking in your luggage when you get on a flight. It could be your neighbor who you just pass in the morning when you're rushing to get the kids to school. But when you ask someone a question and they can genuinely see that you are listening and you remember, you know, you might remember their name or you might remember something they told you before, you will see, you'll see their face light up, you know, or they'll at least stop what they're doing and, yeah. and pay attention. So yeah, I think giving people an opportunity to talk about themselves, really listening. And then as you said, really understanding the other person. I think I've, I think I've said this to you before, you know, sometimes people will say, oh, I never knew this. I never knew that about you, Adriana. I never knew that about, and I often think, well, it's because you didn't ask, you know, yeah. I can have a conversation with someone. And after that interaction, maybe I can tell you 10 things about them. And often I think, I don't know if they could do the same. And it's being interested in people. Honestly, it is it is a superpower. It has unlocked so many doors for me professionally. And it's created so many wonderful, wonderful relationships in my personal life, friendships, different you know, work opportunities, you name it, just because I, yeah, I'm not afraid to ask. And when you talk to me, I actually pay attention and listen. Yeah, I mean, they say, right, if you, if you don't ask, you don't get. And that is that is ultimately true, I think. Um, one of the things that I've learned from you is that often you might ask me a question and I give you the answer and I might just, that's the end of the conversation. But you're like, well, what about me? You, you haven't asked me the question. I think that I, I've been, yeah, I've been guilty many, many times of 
being asked a question, giving an answer and not answering that question back. I think that is a really simple thing to try. If someone asks you a question, how was your day? Or what do you think about this? Have you ever done this? Yeah. 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 And then asking that question back is, mm. is yeah, that's a really... Um, yeah. And actually, when I wrote the Power Hour book, one of the exercises that I shared in that book is called The Six Questions to Answer Before Six. And it was interesting. When the book came out, there were certain things that I thought people might pull out or, I don't know, maybe things my favorite parts of the book but actually that was one of the things that came up from so many people reached out and said I've really loved that I do this exercise all the time or I've shared this with my friends or my mum and so for anyone who doesn't know what it is it's essentially a it's like a journaling prompt so when you get up in the morning instead of just saying okay pick up a pen and start journaling or you know do a mindful practice it's six questions that prompt you to think to reflect to think of the day ahead so those questions could be really simple like who would love to hear from you today? My favourite. You love that one. Yeah. Who would love to hear from you today? Write that person's name and then send them a message. Send them a video. You love sending videos. <laughs> I love sending WhatsApp voice notes. You love sending videos. I think you probably... Yeah, you connect. You send, me, you send me a video today. <laughs> you always send me videos. So send them a video. Send them a voice note. Or another question could be, what is something I could do today that is going to take me closer to my goal one year from now? Or another question could be, what is something that is distracting me from the goal? You know, like just have these prompts. And so, yeah, asking questions, not just to other people, but also to yourself and being willing though to be honest. Because let's be honest, that's a hard thing to do, isn't it? Sometimes being honest, really honest, you know, sometimes that's actually why people I think avoid questions or I think we're going to talk right about yeah. conflict and you said thoughtful disagreement as we call it. Yeah. But I think, yeah, a lot of people often are afraid to, look at these big questions and try and answer them because it's 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 daunting yeah i mean look you might ask a question you know being honest for yourself but what about i think back to the questioning part what about when communication doesn't really go that well what about if people don't agree with you you know or when you ask a question and they don't get a response that we want can mm. you tell us a little bit about mm. yeah what do you think about that yeah i mean that is interesting i mean we were both at an event recently right we were at a conference recently and there was definitely questions or comments we say that people don't want to answer so for, so a few examples I think would be when there's an elephant in the room and nobody wants to ask the question or nobody wants to bring it up or just when you're in yeah in a professional setting you know we used to work together didn't we at fit when I when I worked at fit with you and we'd have meetings where there might be lots of different people lots of different opinions and viewpoints and it's okay to disagree and I actually think if more people could be okay with disagreement if we could understand that thoughtful disagreement is fine so as long as you're still respectful of the other person as long as you still want to hear and value their viewpoint it doesn't mean you have to agree with it but I think there's this I don't know this, this is real aversion to if you disagree with someone then it has to become an argument or it has to become very binary you know now very black and white whether it's from Twitter or whether it's actually face to face in a meeting it's got to be right or wrong yes or no and, and actually I think there's there's we've lost a lot of the nuance and the gray. And I think if we could have better disagreements, if people could say, okay, let me try and understand more about your viewpoint. Even if it's someone who you really vehemently disagree, I've tried to do this recently with someone who I'm like, how does their mind think that? How? <laughs> is it me? No. <laughs> how does their mind think that? But I have, this is a really hard thing to do actually, asking yourself, okay, Adrienne, what if that person is right? And what if you are completely wrong? What are you missing here? How could they be right? I don't want to be in an echo chamber. I don't want to mm. exist in a world where everything I read, everybody that I talk to, everyone just agrees and nods their head. And I, I hate that, you know me, I hate that at the end of a discussion or a meeting when eight people, 
we all everyone says oh you know okay we're all aligned we all agree especially if if you look around the room that you're in and everyone is the same age and everyone looks the same and everyone i don't know it, it just doesn't get the best outcome yeah. we need challengers challengers force us to to do better to to go further to ask more questions to do the work to get to a better outcome and as i said i think if the if the disagreement has respect as long as people aren't rude never only need to be rude then yeah i think thoughtful disagreement is something that can make us all much better i also i think there's one of my favorite books is beyond entrepreneurship 2.0 by jim collins and i cannot remember for the life of me one of the most famous leaders or ceos he talks about and he talks about settings in you know in in leadership conversations where say there's 10 people in the room if everyone's aligned on a decision he says we've got the wrong answer we have to go back again it's crucial that people think differently we can't be in uh, the same room with 10 people who think the same you have to be able to get on with and understand the point of views of different people and you're going to get to a better answer yeah i agree and also that part about honesty when I was talking about the honesty part, that's being honest with yourself. So with those prompts, with those kinds of questions, like what am I doing that is taking me closer towards my goal or what habit is distracting me or who do I need to have a difficult conversation with? That is something that I think, let's be honest, we all know those people. They don't want to have the conversation because they don't want to, they don't want to face the answer. So for example, whether they've been working in a job for too long and really they should have left a long time ago, but they're still there and it's making them miserable and it's bringing everybody else down. And you just think, why don't you have that conversation with yourself or with someone who loves you and cares about you to say, maybe you shouldn't work here anymore. Or if you've been in a relationship for too long, or if there's something else that is challenging and difficult, the only thing that makes a difficult conversation worse is delaying it. So yeah, thoughtful disagreement, approach Mm. it with respect, look for different options and outcomes and solutions and just keep asking questions yeah absolutely you heard it here first more questions (laughs) more questions right so moving on like we know you love to ask questions but we also know well i know that you have this insane thirst for knowledge i know your listeners hear about the books that you recommend and the podcasts that you listen to but i see it on a daily basis amazon deliveries of books like actual physical books the the bedside tables piled up you're constantly listening to podcasts in the car, doing the washing up, audiobooks, you are always listening and always trying to learn. But that has, you, you haven't always had that thirst for knowledge, right? So what changed? And why is it important to learn? Firstly, I do not sound very fun. I love to ask <laughs> questions. I love to ask questions and I love to learn. But I mean, you've made me more fun, but we can talk about that in a minute. Yeah, okay. But what was the question learning yes i do love to learn i do have a thirst for knowledge and no you're right i did not always i haven't always been a bookworm and actually yeah it's pretty mad actually if i think back to again growing up i did not read a lot of books i didn't engage in school in the way you know like an academic like my sister my younger sister aisha she's an academic she was always you know she read the i think every day every time a harry potter book came out i remember my sister would get it she would sit on her bed and she would read it the entire book from start to finish until she'd read it in a day. Alice is like that now, right? Yeah, and I just remember thinking, growing up and in school, I wasn't academic. You know, you get labelled the sporty one or the, you know, the creative one or the the smart one, and I definitely wasn't. Yeah, academic, and I just didn't. I don't think I was encouraged. I don't think I was told that I was smart. And you know, labels are so important, right? As we grow up, being told, "Oh, you're smart." it's like this placebo effect you're then like oh i'm smart i can do this and i definitely didn't have that i'm very easily distracted 
my son shares this. So in a classroom environment, I was just a social butterfly. You know, I was like, I want to talk to this person. I'm asking questions. I'm over here. I'm looking over there. And I would get to the last 10 minutes of the lesson and be like, oh, I've just got to just quickly just get all the work done. And that hasn't really changed. Now, if I need to do focused work, you know, I have to be isolated. I literally have to go into the office, no phone, shut the door. I don't even let myself kind of break to go and get a drink and go and use the toilet. No, sit down and do the work. So you know that I have to be super focused. But I think what really changed was I learned how to learn. That was the game changer for me. So again, when I said I discovered audiobooks and podcasts, I realized that I'm an audio learner. I'm auditory learner. And that means that information I receive when I listen to it, I will retain it. And I can, you know this, I can recall what I've listened to verbatim. I can tell you the dates, the times, the words. I can recite it, right? Word for word. Yeah, you can. But if I read something... That's a problem for me because I can't do that. And you're like, why can you (laughs) not remember these things? I'm like, I don't remember. (laughs) We just listen to it. But yeah, if I read something, then I definitely find it harder to retain the information, to recall the information, even as I'm reading the text my mind goes to other things and I get to the end of the page and I'm like, I wasn't even focused on that. I need to read it again. So yeah, learning how to learn is such a game changer. And I mean, we can't do a whole episode now about education reform, but I really wish that the education system allowed for more, for different people to access learning in different ways and for people to feel empowered to learn and to know that they are smart and they can engage in, in learning. And it's not just about reading text, remembering it, writing it down. So yes, once I discovered how to learn, wow, that was a game changer. Because now, as you mentioned, all the books that I read, all the podcasts that I listen to, I try to connect the dots and use those use those things in my work, in my day-to-day life, yeah. in my conversations. Yeah. So yeah, I love ver- to learn. Yeah, you're <laughs> talking very passionately about that. I think it's really, um, you definitely re-inspired me to start learning and listening again, like, you know, a few years ago. And it... I think the importance of it in in our daily lives is can't be underestimated. Like the some of the examples that I remember from you are in a in a work setting where you had a, an interview for a particular role, and two days before you listened to a specific topic on something quite niche, quite niche, yeah. like quite niche, and then you said to me in the interview or com, you know you had a meeting and you were asked about that particular topic, and I just think. You just never know when you're going to need the knowledge. Yes, you see, that is so right. I remember that. You're right. I yeah, met with someone and I had no idea that that was going to come up and it did. And I honestly think that's what secured me that job Yeah. because I was so, again, so passionate about it. I could recall it verbatim. I was like, yeah, you know, this and this research and this person said this and this psychologist and I could give the dates and times. And it, again, I think it, a, it showed my passion for and, and I was really enthusiastic, but also my knowledge, the depth of knowledge on different like gen uh, yeah i don't know i don't think mm. i'm i don't think i'd be very good at a pub quiz it's not that kind of general knowledge you're right it is niche do, do you think that i think what i've seen is that the you know audio learning and especially podcasts allow people to connect quite deeply with people mm. and people share information about themselves about how they learn about their life and yeah. really i suppose enable people to connect with them do you think that has opened up learning for people yeah, well, it has for me. I think one example, as you were talking, that I was thinking of is Robert Greene. So Robert Greene is the author of The 48 Laws of Power, The 48 Laws of Human Nature. And he is such a, his mind, I just think his mind is so fascinating. And listening to him on podcasts, I've listened to hours and hours and hours of him. And I 
it's so different to reading his books. You know, David Goggins is another one. You know, I love him. Listening to him talk. Russell Brand, you know, there's people who I can listen to them. And yeah, it's very, very different to reading their work. Yeah, you mentioned David Goggins. I want to jump in here because you, I know you are a massive, massive fangirl of David Goggins. If I meet him, be worried. <laughs> so he's on his third wife already. Isn't I know. He? No, he's divorced. Is he? He's on his third divorce. Third he's divorce. available. Wow. He's available. Um, so I, I love David. I Goggins. know you love David. So who would be your top three podcast guests? Yes, okay, I knew you were going to ask me this. Of course, I would love to have David Goggins. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. I would love to have Esther Perel. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? That would have to be another episode with both of us. Esther Perel is the ultimate relationship guru. So, of course, I'd love to interview her. I would love to interview, this is going to be more than three, Adam Grant, because, again, his brain is incredible. Russell Brand, I mentioned him. Professor G, Prof G. You know I love Where Scott Galloway. Where are you Galloway. at, Prof G? Scott Galloway. He's moved to London. Scott Galloway has moved to London. He's been on loads. He should be on the power hour. I'm going to make it happen. I told you, I reach out to a lot of people. So let's just cross our fingers, put this out there, that some of these amazing people are going to come on the show. So David, Russell, yep. Prof G, Esther... And Adam. Adam. Throw Renee Brown in there as well while you're at it. She'd be great. Great. Well, look, I think let's move on. I wanted to talk about 2022 and how much of a momentous year it was. What what happened this year? This year? Well, yeah, this year. (laughs) Babe, what happened this year? (laughs) A lot has happened this year. Yeah, I asked you. I asked you to marry me in the summer. We got married, what, 12 weeks later? 12 weeks later, we got married. Yeah. Massive, massive change. That's so you, though. What is? That 12 weeks, like literally, and, and I don't know, to be fair, I was just like, okay, within, I'd say, what, after 20 minutes after you asked me, I'm like, are we... Yeah, we're doing the thing. We're doing the thing. We're doing you know, the it's thing. Like, get the dress, get the shoes, get the people, and let's go, let's do the thing. Yeah, it was like, I don't know. It, it was, was so fun. It was so fun. It was so fun. Are we, we going to do it every year? I would love to do it every year. It was so fun, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was a vibe. But it was the joy, right? It was, it was a, the joy. Everyone, that's what everyone says, right? They see, I know, they see it, the joy. Yeah, you see all of it. You know, the the ups, the downs, the mess, the chaos, the the challenges, all of it. And I guess I've always been, I've always been very intentional about what I share online, whether that's on this podcast, whether it's on social media. You know, everyone has to decide what they want to share, how many things they want to share. But as a result, I think we get a quite limited view of a limited version of people and I think something I'm aware of and I don't want people to assume is that I'm always you know learning and productive and disciplined and focused and I I can be those things of course it's me I mean come on I'll admit it I can be those things but I do have fun and joy and there are challenges and there are disappointments and life is just yeah this complex web we're all complex people and I am more than just my work but as I said, you have definitely enhanced the joyful side of life for me. I think you've actually made me a little bit more reckless. And no, <laughs> I think the word reckless, I mean that in a good way. Yeah. I mean that in the best way because I used to be very level and sensible. I'm thinking about my friend Tash now. She would she would agree. I was very <laughs> I was very sensible and I always had to be. You yeah, know, I yeah. said at the start of this sh- start of this episode that growing up I had a lot of responsibility. You know, as a child I really had to grow up and I don't I don't think I ever felt like I could be carefree you Mm. know I really I never did I never had that kind of carefree I don't know adolescence that people talk about so you're someone who prioritizes having fun 
you love music, you love to dance, you love Pinot Noir, you love, <laughs> you love to have fun, right? You're adventurous and your energy is really uplifting. And yeah, you've placed living at the center of my life now and you've made it more fun. Oh, well, I, I don't really know what to say. Like, I'm, I'm so proud to be your husband and to you have that impact is, I don't know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Really. Some people won't believe me as well because but people who used to work with us, I used think to, I'm serious, right? They think you're really serious. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm, is... saving, I'm saving all the best, that's it. No, I think you just have a quite a, I don't know, a, a serious. I've got a work, I've got a work, a work mode. You've got a work face and a work voice. When I, call, <laughs> when, I, when I call you and you're in the office now and I'm at home, I'm like, why are you, hi. Hi, like I'm like, babe, it's me. Like, why are you talking like that? But it is funny because people mm. do think I, I definitely, honestly, I wish you could be a fly on the wall when I tell people how fun you are. <laughs> They're like, Sammy, that, he's fun. I'm like, yes, he's really fun. But I've only got a certain amount of fun, and it's so. But I'm maybe it's just compared to me. Yeah, my boring you, pile I mean, of books. Yeah, you, but you're so, you are you've got such energy. You're so fun, and I think yeah. I mean, when I met you, you didn't you didn't didn't drink you didn't drink coffee you've never <laughs> been to a music festival you've never been raving you and look, life's about balance right and I think you you work hard all the time you've got responsibility and yeah I think it's really great that this part of your life is really coming through and you know I get to share that with you I think you know the work that you do is is so focused on supporting others and like lifting people up and you know I know that all the work that you do is about amplifying others like everything that you do podcasts talks business i do it's all focused on empowering other people lifting them up and connecting them you basically you really want to help people achieve their goals you also practice what you preach but and it's all focused on other people and i'm really really glad that you're you know focusing on having that fun yourself it's it's really really exciting and i think your priority truly is like the people in your life and you know you're a mother you're a stepmother you're an amazing wife and you're great at focusing on being that person when you're in the moment, you know, with the kids or with me, you know, you do the homework, you do the cooking, you drive the kids to school, you know, we've been, we were standing on the sideline of the football in the pouring rain, you know, the other Sunday morning, you prioritize your friends and you've got a lot of friends, a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. You talk to them on the phone. <laughs> a lot. A lot. I talk to my friends on the phone a lot. You're like, babe, I've had 21 WhatsApp messages in the I last know, hour. I know, I have to I'm reply like, to them are... all and I want to and I feel bad because sometimes I just, I have to. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, you listen to their problems, like you go to their birthday parties, their weddings, like you show up for people in your life and they, I think they all know that they can, they can rely on you. I, I really think that. And, you know, you're there for people really. Um, but we, you know, we do, we do have a lot of fun. We do have a lot of fun, but it's not always easy, right? You know, there's 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 pros and cons of all the different things that you do, like content context switching, like focus is hard. And, focus is very hard yeah. for me. Yeah, I am very easily distracted. And you know, saying no to opportunities, I think, is also really really hard. Like deciding like where you put your time and attention. Um, there's loads of moments of chaos. There's moments that are overwhelming for you personally. Mm. Like I know that I see that. And like, how do you? How do you balance out all these different priorities in, in your life? Yeah, well, I actually had a conversation with someone this morning about exactly that, saying no to opportunities. And of course, you know, if you're entrepreneurial or if you're, you know, if you've been in a certain mode for so long where you've worked in a certain way, it can be, yeah, it can be hard to change that gear and to say no to opportunities and to, and to not think you have to be everywhere and do everything and say yes, it's, it's hard. But reminding yourself that it's a choice you know there's all a choice everything is a choice good and bad 
nothing lasts, nothing lasts forever, whether that's good or bad. So the way I, I guess, try to prioritize is by looking at, you know, I look at the year in, in seasons and I don't mean seasons in terms of the weather. I mean, blocking out seasons. And I actually teach this. I teach this in one of my workshops like a goal setting workshop or a a decision making workshop and essentially when you look at your season you have to focus on you can't do everything at the same time you can do anything but you can't do everything at the same time so what is the season so for example when I was book writing I know that book writing for me is a really difficult thing that requires focus and discipline and You've got to go into the cave, right? I've got to go into the cave, exactly. Yes. No talking. I've got to be left alone. I've got to, I almost want to put, <laughs> I'm like, go out of the house, leave me alone because I can't do it otherwise. And I really have to be quite focused, but I feel like I have to be quite selfish with my time and I have to just, because it's all encompassing. So it's what I'm thinking about when I go to bed, when I wake up, I've just got to be in it. And that's the season. That's the season. So I give it my all and other things might not get as much time and attention at that time of book writing. So it might not be going to every social thing or seeing friends a lot or training as hard. But then when I'm in another season, for example, training for an endurance event, that's the season, you know, it's focused on the training, it's focused on the running, the recovery. It's all about that. So I think allowing myself to know, okay, this is the season for training hard, or this is the season, this summer, perfect example, was the season for fun and joy and beach and trips. It was so fun and it wasn't the season to be training hard or to be working that hard. But you best believe now, I mean, you know, now is the season for working hard. I am working hard again. So that's how I try and prioritize it. And I think to the point you made before about giving to, you know, friends, and I am so lucky to have my friends. I'm so lucky to have my friends. Your friends are the family that you choose. So, I mean, yeah, I love them so dearly. Whether I get to speak to them every week, whether I don't get to speak to them for weeks or months, especially some friends in particular, I'm thinking of, we've got young kids. Sometimes it's months, but then, yeah, I really do when I am with them, I want to be with them. I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to be looking on my phone. I don't want to be when I'm Mm. standing on the sideline, like you said, watching Jude's football match. That's one hour in the week. Yes, we're in the rain, but it's one hour in the week when I'm focused on that. So I think that's also a thing to try and practice. And no one's, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't do all the time, but I think if people could really, if people could really try and, you know, again, I'm not the most Zen person in the world, but I'm definitely learning to just do one thing at a time just be there yeah focus on that thing do you remember when i said to you the other day like we look forward to things for so long in life right we all do that i'm a goal setter we put things on the calendar we look forward to it we count down the weeks we count down the days and then you get to the thing you do the thing and then you might frame that thing and put it on the wall and you remember it and it becomes a memory but when you're in it just recognizing and i said it to you recently i was like i we i was like we're in the middle right now of the thing we were looking forward to for so long and I think if people could really yeah, stop and notice that, oh, it's a game changer. Again, the idea of gratitude, it is a game changer because you realise how lucky you are and how and how much you enjoy things more. Yeah, I think, you know, I I, uh, I hear you loud and clear. And, you know, I I talk to a lot of people in, like, in the well-being space and, and, and companies that look at like well-being strategy. And they say that the one thing that they wish their employees or their leaders could do is to when they're on holiday, actually be on holiday, like switch off their phones, don't look at their email and focus on the thing that you're doing. And I think you do that so well, whether that's you focus on work or you focus on having fun or you focus on being with the kids and you just get so much out of that moment. And that's a really, yeah, it's a really important takeaway, I think. Um, We've talked about 
we talked about the past. We talked about all the things that are going on, you know, right now, and all the things that you're working on. But but what about what about the future? Like you love the future. You say you're a futurist. You love innovation. You're working on lots of new things. Like what what does the future hold? Yes, you're right. I do say I'm a futurist, and especially more recently with the work that I've been doing, consulting, advising, it's definitely looking at yeah future trends, connecting the dots in the well-being and tech space, and yeah, I love I love future thinking. You're right. I'm never like I'm not a historian, but what am I looking forward to? What am I excited about? When I think about the future, I am thinking I guess what personally or professionally both. I think let's go professionally first, and then mm. then personally. Yeah. Well, professionally, I. I want to start, well, no, I shouldn't say I want to start. I am going to start a project, a business, a, an organization, whatever you want to call it, a squad, because I think that I work with so many incredible women, but I also work with a lot of men. You know this, right? Maybe it is because I'm in, yeah, the tech space, the the, the well-being space, the health and fitness space, it, spaces that are essentially dominated by men. The decisions are made by men. There are not enough women empowered to use their voice to ask questions to be listened to like it's wild actually we were at an event recently and we looked around the room a hundred men and there's probably seven women there and so that's something that i'm excited to change i'm like i said i'm going to start this organization or business whatever whatever it's going to be to get more women to work with more women, to to get more women in the room, to ensure that they are valued, to listen, to learn from them. That is something I'm excited about professionally. So stay tuned for yeah, more. Yeah, you heard it at first. <laughs> I think it's an amazing project. Yeah, I'm excited for that. And then personally, personally, I guess I'm back into endurance training now. So I am lacing up again. I'm taking on those long races and I'm looking forward to that because again, I've had this season this year of fun and cocktails and, you know, I think I, I do also like the discipline. I like having the the schedule and the plan and the training and kind of working towards that big goal. So a little bit scared, but looking forward to that. And one more personal, I guess, is that I, it's the small things now, you know, the small things really, really matter. How we spend our days is essentially how we spend our life. So for me, it's the small things, you know this, whether it's my coffee in the morning, whether it's going for that run, whether it's having no plans. Oh my gosh, how Mm, much do I love that? When we've got no plans on a Friday night or a Saturday, again, so boring. I'm just like, yes, we have got no plans. We can do whatever we want. And yeah, I love that the small things now make me so excited. I enjoy them. I embrace them. I recognize them. I cherish them. I want to squeeze the joy out of the small things every single day. Squeeze that joy. Absolutely. <laughs> squeeze the joy. Squeeze it. Yeah. And I I, um, I can't wait to be the uh, the endurance running buddy as well. Lacing Thank up. You. Yeah. I'm going to be there with you in the cold. Yep. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, look, I think we're running out of time, but we should definitely get in a few things that the listeners don't know about you. So, 
Where where should we start? Where, what do you mean? Where, what do you, mean like well, you know, I think one thing, there's all this organisation and planning and I don't know, there's all these things that you're doing and accomplishing on a daily basis. But there's one thing that listeners do not know, which is you really, really despise admin. Like, what is that about? Yeah, I hate admin. I don't know what's that about. I just hate it. I <laughs> I have a visceral what, reaction. What type of admin do you like? I have like an allergic reaction to admin. Just admin, like boring letters that come through the door that you're supposed to open and just do, like, I don't know. Admin. I basically, yeah, we all have strengths and weaknesses. And my weakness is I can leave those letters just sitting on the side. <laughs> I could just leave them sitting there. If I've got, I don't know whether it's a car thing or like do you know what I mean who wants to know that they've got to take their car for an MOT and a service and a tie boring I hate admin I avoid it I put it off and then I just one day have to just do all the life admin I just one day just do it all so you need a chief admin officer really yeah I don't know and PA maybe I don't know why have you (laughs) (laughs) you You can have the job (laughs) very handsome PA I've got I reckon we should take it into the bedroom now I reckon there's one thing (laughs) there's one thing that (laughs) listeners so I know that... Oh, I know what you're going to say. So what am I going to say? Okay, I feel like I need to caveat this. I'll just explain it. Okay, come like, on, you, you, you tell us, because this okay. is probably, this is a strange thing. From the bedroom. So <laughs> this this is, and the reason I know people think this is strange is because recently Emma Gannon, Emma Gannon, love her, uh, she put out a tweet that said, tell us something I don't know, interesting about yourself or something people wouldn't know. And I said, strange, strange. strange. And I, this is not strange. I said, I do not sleep with a pillow. Okay. I never have. I never will. I cannot remember a single night of my life that I slept with a pillow. Now everyone lost their minds and people were just like tweeting me being like, what, what are you talking about? I can't even imagine this. My sister says it's like a vampire. Like what? She even brought it up at the wedding. I think everyone everyone who's listening on their run at the moment just running with their mouths open. What? Is it that bad? <laughs> Honestly, we need to get this on what's that, Greg James. Um, is it just us? Is it just us? I need yeah. to find out, is it just me? Um, so if you also sleep without a pillow on your bed, just flat get in on, touch. on the sheet, please let me know. Also, is that is that really is that is that weird still? You don't think that's weird anymore? No, I mean I'm not, not often looking to... at the pillow, but... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving so on. yeah, don't sit with a pillow. One more thing, which again, I don't know if this is weird or not, but I think it's been highlighted to me since living with you. I do not like cheese. Okay, cheese is the only food, probably one of the only foods that I really just I don't understand it. Okay, I don't want to see it. I Very don't like, strange. I don't like the smell. I don't like the texture. I don't even get it. What is it? I don't even get it. Raw cheese. I'm not talking about cooked on a pizza. That can pass. I'm talking about a block of cheddar that you, Sammy, loves cheese. He will eat. I mean, I'm sure this is not why people are listening to this no, episode. Probably not. But basically, but... Sammy eats cheese on a daily basis every night, and I cannot stand cheese. I just don't understand what it is. So there you go. Sleep doesn't sleep with a pillow. Doesn't like cheese. Hates admin. And I hate admin. Does, this is probably the, these are the biggest biggest takeaways <laughs> this of the is, episode. This is gold. This is podcast gold. Right. I think that this is the power we hour. We need to move on. Yeah, we need to move on. This is the power. <laughs> this this is the power hour, and at the end of every episode, you ask your guests about their power hour. I do. So in the last four years, a lot's changed. What is your power hour like now? Well, okay, let's just get into that because the biggest change, of course, is that my power hour used to be solitude. (laughs) I always used to talk about that. And to be honest, I still do because of course I still, yeah, I love the concept. I'm never, ever, ever going to not have a power hour because it's a game changer. Changed my life. But 
I always used to talk about solitude and how it's so important to have time and space to yourself. <laughs> and now often my power hour is shared. Is that a hint? Um, no, I, no, it, I'll be serious now. The power hour has changed. And as I said, I'm grateful. There's different seasons in my life. And I don't mind that you join me for morning Pilates and join me for morning run. But the concept, I, as I said, it's changed my life. I will never stop advocating and talking about it because... Yeah, it's for me. It's the it's the intentionality. It's the option. It's the choice. It's the repetition. It's choosing. It doesn't matter what you do in that hour. You know, whether it's a workout, whether it's meditation, whether it's I don't know, whatever you choose to do. But I just think the repetition of having a morning routine and being intentional about it is a game changer. Right. It's time for the quick fire round. What fire? I mean, I'm long, <laughs> I'm long winded, so we'll see. Quick fire round. Here we go. So. Who is your favourite author and what book would you recommend? Every time you ask me this question, you get a different answer. But today I would say Adam Grant, Think Again. I love that book. You know what? I actually did this recently. I did an episode, a mini one, where I recommended three books that I read this year. And that was one of them. So yeah, Adam Grant, Think Again. Okay, great. You heard it here. What is your favourite quote? I have so many. I love the quote from Seneca that says, let me get it right. It is not the man who has too little, but the man who craves more that is poor. Mm. And the reason I love this quote so much is because I always say it, you don't need more than more. And once you understand that you have enough, you will, yeah, game changer. So I love that quote, should be woman or man, but yes, love that quote. Yeah, love that. What is a career that you would love to have? Okay, quick fire round, but this needs explanation. I would love to be a stunt woman and I actually think I'm gonna. (laughs) <laughs> why are you laughing i think i'm going to but i recently had a conversation told this wasn't going to be a quick fire round recently had a chat with my friend Haley. shout out to Haley. she was in the wonder woman film so she trained for that film she's like a badass on a horse with a sword all that jazz and so it, she wasn't a stunt woman but there were stunts involved so when i told her recently i said Haley, in the future you know i think maybe when i turn 40 maybe when i turn 50 for my next career I want to be a stunt woman. And so she, of course, being an encourager like me, was like, okay, cool, babe, you got this. And then she listed some of the things that you need to be able to do. <laughs> and I literally can't do any of them. Like I thought I'd be, you know, oh, well, for example, I was like, I'm athletic. I can run. I, I'm quite, you know, I don't know, like parkour, I feel like is also something I'm going to learn. But I don't know. I just thought I'd be able to do a lot of the things. So the things that she listed were, okay, horse riding. Can't do that diving can't do that uh what else um stunt driving so like motorbike driving i I do have a driving license i can drive my car but yeah i I can't do that uh what else was on her list basically i i tick nothing of of the the list yet but you know me growth mindset i i just got a lot of work to do right so this is the 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 not so quick fire round i think we've got time for one more question so this is the power hour podcast yes but you wrote the power hour book why should people buy the power hour book Oh, okay. A little cheeky plug. <laughs> plug. Plug the book. It's almost Christmas. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, why should people buy the book? Because uh, I guess if you listen to the show and you enjoy it, then you're yeah listening from the perspective of me asking questions. But yeah, the book is a much more in-depth. It's me giving my insights, my viewpoint, how I have approached things, why I do them and how. There's a lot of structure and stuff in there that people can use and tailor for themselves. So there you go. There you go. Plug the book. Thanks very much.
Great. Well, I think I think that that is. Are we wrapping up? Yeah, I think we're wrapping up. Okay. Right. How was it? Well done. Yeah, I mean that. <laughs> Are you sweating? <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating. Yeah, look, that was so much fun, and it was really, it was an honour to be the host. I can't believe you trusted me to do this. So, listeners, I hope you liked it. I hope you also like finding out more about Adrienne and the things that are important to her, and the fact that she doesn't sleep with a pillow. Okay. Probably the number one thing, the takeaway. You know, you are so passionate about the show and making it the best it can be. To help as many people as possible. And I, I know that's going to continue. I know you just want to help give that knowledge. So I think I think you should sign off. I think you should do the final sign off. All right. Well, firstly, thanks for being the host. I think you did My a great pleasure. I think you did a great job. So yeah, uh, I was sweating throughout. Wow. But as always, I mean, I mean, I don't really know what to say. Four years, I've had, yeah, I want to thank every single guest who's been on the show, who has said yes, who's given me their time. As I said, three times now. I reach out to a lot of people and I'm always so grateful when someone replies saying, yeah, Adrian, I'd love to tell me when and where. And it's, it's brilliant. I'm so lucky that I get to talk to all these people that I get to share it on the show. My producer, Jack, I have to shout out to my producer, Jack, because we never see the people behind the scenes. Jack is an absolute boss. He has put up with me and listened to me for four years and he's just the best. So I love Jack. And yeah, just hope that people will continue to tune in. Always let me know recommendations of guests that you want to hear. That's always really helpful. And I just hope that it's adding value. I hope that whatever it is, whether it's motivation, whether it's, you know, practical tools, whether it's just a little spark of inspiration or a little question that makes people think differently, that might cause a chain reaction and, and be impactful for someone listening to the show or for the people in their lives. If, if that happens, if I'm doing that, then I'm going to keep doing the show. Great. Great. So thanks everyone for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know. And I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. I'll be back in the host seat. I'll be asking the questions. So tune in next week and I'll be back. See, See ya. You. Oh, look at you. <laughs> You're going to start your own podcast. <laughs> Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 